Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Curtis. Today we're going to talk about adding humanities to your home school. What are humanities, you're asking? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Humanities would be the things like art, music, literature, economics, government, philosophy, religion, architecture, and theology. Whoa, that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? Yes, it is. And those are really exciting, exciting subjects. Especially, they really are subjects that include so many careers and so many career choices that your children might want to go into if they're introduced to it. So you may be thinking, oh my goodness, but how do I know like what my children's bent is? How do I know what they might choose as a career? Well, one of the things that you can do is to expose them to a wide number of things. And exposing your children to humanities is a great way to do it. Because just think, you might be raising a future architect or a pastor or a philosopher or a politician or an economist or a business owner or a writer or a musician or a songwriter or an artist. You just don't know. And so it's really exciting to introduce your children to humanities. So we're going to start, and I'm basically going to go through all the humanities and talk about ways that you can add humanities to your homeschool. So the first one I'm going to talk about is art, and art is so fascinating, and you might think, there is no way that my child, my child can't even draw, and they're 12 years old, and they can't even draw a house that looks like a house. Well, art isn't just for people who like to draw. Art can be for people who appreciate art. Like, there's a lot of people who are curators at museums, and they can't paint or draw or anything, but they love and appreciate art. So how can we add art to our curriculum? Well, my favorite way is to use art appreciation, and it fits in so well with history. History is just a great opportunity to add art appreciation. For example, when we're going through American history, we study American artists. And I even created an ebook and print book called American History Art Appreciation, and it just goes through the different artists. It starts with the artists that were painting in the court of the king when the explorers were coming over and the colonies were being founded. And so it just goes on through history and it fits along with any USA history or American history course. So that's called, again, Powerline Productions. It's called Families Learning Together, American History, Art Appreciation. And the great thing about Art Appreciation and even this course is that you can just work together with it. There's questions, easy questions, harder questions, and you just basically look at paintings and talk about them. And you kind of get familiar with the artist's style. Another thing that's really fun to do 
is Dover Publications. It's a British company, but they have branches in America. They sell these art appreciation coloring books, and so they have the real pictures in the back. There's like postcard prints, and you can pull them out and cut them, and then while you're coloring, you can color to match the actual painting. Another thing that you can do is you can get these postcards, these fine art postcards, almost anywhere. You can get them from museums. You can get them from publishers, different um, education publishers, and you just use these postcards, and then you just copy them on plain drawing or painting paper with either like pastels or drawing pencils or even paint if you want to. But that's another fun way to really get to know a painting is to try to copy it. And no, we're not producing art these or anything. But the way that artists learn is first they copy really good works and then eventually they create your work. So that's one way to add art to humanities to your home school. Another way is to add music. And so music is probably my favorite. I love music. I love to listen to all kinds of music from classical to good old southern rock and roll. That's Christian and worship music and hymns. I just I just love it all. And so for music appreciation, you can listen to all kinds of audios. And it's nice to have a good audio library. It's so easy now with Spotify, which I need to get, and I don't have it. And someone was chastising me today. But Spotify, you can make your own free playlist. And I listen to music all the time on YouTube. And you can attend concerts. I grew up attending concerts, and I love them so much, especially a symphony, because you see them put their instrument down and then pick it up and play, and you can hear the change in the sound, and it's a really great visual way to introduce your children to an orchestra. And, of course, you can watch on, on YouTube. Like, there's there's all kinds of symphony that you can listen to. Another thing, when you're going through history to play music from the time period that you're studying or in geography to play music from the country that you're studying. One thing that we love to do is sing songs. We're studying American history. We learn all the patriotic songs or we learn, you know, we're back in colonial times and we learn Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony. Things like that. It's so fun. Dancing is part of music. I know that we love the Jane Austen movies. They are set in about the same time as early American history after we became a nation. And so what's really fun is old English country dancing. And it's actually making a comeback. And you could probably find people who enjoy old English country dancing in your city. Now, I also love square dancing. And you can find square dancing a lot around here. Square dancing is also fun, too, if you're studying the Wild Wild West and things like that. You can add art and you can add music. The next thing you can add is literature. And for literature, we love to read literature in everything. Like, we're studying, <laughs> we're studying history. We want to read literature from different time periods. We're studying geography. We want to read literature that's set in different places. We're studying worldviews. We want to read literature written by different people from different worldviews. We love the classics. We read tons of literature in our language arts and English classes. So literature is a really big thing in our world. Next is economics. And economics is so fun. 
because kids really you will be surprised how much kids enjoy learning about money especially if it involves real money for example if you know someone who went to another country and they have the British money like maybe they have British pounds or maybe that someone went to Europe and they have the euros or Mexico and they have the pesos it's really fun to hold the money and like compare it and then look up the exchange rate and then you learn like well what is the exchange rate and how what is it based on and then also in geography you learn about things to do with economics like different businesses in different countries and you know what is this country import what do they export that's all economics so there's so much economics that flows along with other classes you don't have to have like your own economics course maybe until high school but you can still learn a lot about money a lot about economics and it's really really fun another humanity would be government and government you know right now of course it's an election year while i'm recording this and there is so much government to either hate or love i don't know it's really interesting but like what does the constitution say what does the declaration of independence say what is the role of congress what is the role of president what do ambassadors do and all kinds of questions like that they all have to do with government and even things like you're studying in another country why not pretend you're the president of the united states or the first lady and you're going to plan a state dinner and you're going to invite the leaders of this other country to come to your country and enjoy your hospitality so government doesn't have to be dry and boring it can be really exciting and when you're learning about history and you're learning about geography you can learn about the leaders how did they become leaders were they elected did they run a campaign there's some really exciting interesting campaigns that we can look back at so now we have added art we've added music we've added literature we've added economics and we've added government and that's so much stuff and it's all humanities and we really didn't have to go out of our way to do it we didn't have to create like a 3 hour class every week we just add a little bit here and a little bit there and it's so easy and fun to do when i come back from our commercial break then we're going to finish with adding humanities to your homeschool I love art and I'm spending a lot of time painting recently so when I picked up this course I was so excited what a fun way to explore American history by looking at paintings of famous artists Families Learning Together American History Art Appreciation by Meredith Curtis is set up to follow any American history curriculum with monthly lessons to explore famous American painters. Visit PowerlineProd.com to learn more about this great art appreciation curriculum. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions, being world changers, raising world changers. Listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis.
Hi, welcome back. I am so excited that we're talking about humanities because to me this is like the spice of school. It's all the fun stuff, the art, the music, the literature. It's all the stuff I just love, even learning about economics and government. And now we're going to move on and we're going to talk about philosophy. And as soon as I say philosophy, you're thinking, oh my goodness, not interested, checking out. Well, don't, don't check out because there is philosophy that doesn't make your brain hurt. And you can learn it in a way that's really interesting. Did you know that the Bible is philosophical? The Bible has a philosophy of life. It has a philosophy of God. And it has things to say about the nature of man and the nature of God and the purpose of life and all of those things. So when you're teaching your children about the Word of God, you're teaching them the Christian philosophy. And beyond that, when you're learning about different people, you can learn about the things that they taught. And Aristotle, who taught about logic and formal logic, so much of what we do in the area of formal logic, we use a lot of what he had to say. And it's not difficult to understand, even though he is a Greek man who lived years and years and years ago, we can still appreciate what he had to say. Cicero. Cicero was a Roman at the time that Rome was changing from a republic to an empire. And our founding fathers loved Cicero. He was not a believer either, but he had such a love for the republican form of government and why it was the ideal form of government because it contained the best elements of the monarchy and the best elements of democracy, and he knew about both. And um, so the founding fathers read Cicero, and Cicero is very interesting to read. And he has a lot of neat things to say. John Locke is another one who's very interesting to read and not hard to understand. Some philosophers, when you get into them, you think, oh, my goodness, what are they talking about? And I'm not recommending that you have to read them. But there's so many that are just pretty straight up and easy to read. And it adds so much of a dimension. And now I'm not saying you have a philosophy class with your 10-year-old. But you can't say, oh, honey, did you know we're talking about ancient Greek? And did you know there was this guy named Aristotle? And he happened to be the tutor of Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great conquered so much of the known world at the time and brought Greek culture to all those places in Africa and Europe and Asia. But what's exciting is that he was influenced by Aristotle's philosophy. So not only did his rule extend, but Aristotle's beliefs and philosophy extended. And it had a huge impact on the early, not so much the early, early church, but as the church expanded and grew. So St. Augustine is another philosopher. And he was a pastor at the time that the Roman Empire was falling. And he wrote about the kingdom of God, comparing it to the church. And he also wrote a book about his testimony. And in it, he philosophizes. But it's, now, Augustine is a hefty read, but there's so many things in there that are easy to understand. Definitely easy to explain to your children what Augustine believed without having to, you know, get into the big book. So beyond philosophy is religion. 
And, of course, you know, I'm a Christian, and so I teach my children about the Christian religion and how God calls us to love him, and God calls us to love our neighbor and the whole idea of charity and and the whole idea of putting others first, imitating Jesus, the gospel, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the new life, being born again. All those things have to do with religion, but not only do we talk about Christianity, but we talk about other religions and compare those religions to Christianity. What are they about? And are they true? Is Christianity the only way that's true? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. So how are other religions different than Christianity? And when you study different places, what was the predominant religion? When you're studying history, what was the predominant religion? All that matters. Architecture is next. And architecture is, wow, I love buildings. And there's so many beautiful buildings in Europe. There's so many beautiful cathedrals and just these. I remember we went to Italy and we went to Assisi. And oh my goodness, this town was like over a thousand years old. And we could walk around it. And people lived in it, and it had these little streets, and they drove their little European cars in them, and I was amazed. But what fun to see architecture that's so old, and what fun to see brand new architecture and all the crazy things. Like there is this building in Dubai that the top of it, it, it's set up with a big swimming pool, and wow, it's just incredible. And so there's so many neat things. And buildings reflect a culture, just like art and music do. If you watch Beauty and the Beast, and it's set in the Baroque time. And so one of them makes a joke and says, if it's not Baroque, then don't fix it. Well, Baroque music, Baroque art, and Baroque architecture so exciting with all the frills and everything and then you go right from there to neoclassical where they take all the frills away and it's very straight and simple and so learning about different architecture at different times and of course then the Victorians with all their fancy lace and little like basically like wooden lace under their porches and stuff so architecture is really beautiful And it's really fun to study, and it definitely reflects the culture. It fits perfect into geography, and it fits perfect into history. So now you're probably thinking, I need to add a lot more time (laughs) to my history classes. Well, no, you don't really need to add a lot more time, but you might want to add a few more hours a week because you can touch on so many different things, especially the humanities. The final one is theology. And I wish that I had really spent more time on studying theology with my children because I'm a real simple person. I grew up learning so much theology and then I got radically saved and then I just fell in love with Jesus. And so I just wanted to know, okay, Lord, how do I live? And so, so often I just taught my kids the basics of the gospel and then, okay, this is how you live for him. But what happened is they ended up feeling like they were focusing on so much on how to live for him and that it became almost like works and 
So as young adults, they had to just really explore the gospel theologically and understand how we desperately need Jesus to forgive our sins, but we also need him to fill our hearts with this Holy Spirit so that we can obey him, that it isn't just this simple little thing, but it's a huge jam-packed the gospel is jam-packed with blessings and promises and goodness and just starting there to study the theology of the gospel of Jesus Christ to study the life of Jesus Christ and not just in the gospels but also in the epistles and who he is and like he was there at the beginning with God creating the world so there's just so much packed in theology I just encourage you that humanities add so much life to your studies and they can really bring things alive in your children and you may be so surprised as you get into all these different areas about what your children like are interested in because maybe they sort of show an interest in government and economics but not really but then you say well you know what let's study archaeology or let's study anthropology and then the first thing you know they want to become an archaeologist and study civilizations from ancient times and that's just so exciting to them so I love humanities because it exposes our children to a wide variety of things that are really the beautiful things in our culture and we don't want to leave those things out of our education and they don't take a lot of effort to add them in so that's my encouragement for you today and until next time happy homeschooling and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. 